This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up. I tell you, man, being in podcasting is so stressful. I mean, not really, but kind of. Uh, What's going on, everybody? Ears Up Podcast. We are here with a good show for you, uh, mainly because it's Beverly telling us all about the history of Cars Land. Hi, Beverly. Hi. Are you ready for this? Yes. All right, perfect. (laughs) Yes. If I'm not, then I'm screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Um, Also with me today is Eric from not only the Supreme Resort, but Concy Ears. Eric, welcome to our show, please. Thank you. It's an honor to be here for the first time ever. (laughs) I'm a little uncomfortable, so if you guys could just take it slow with me. What is pod? That would be fine. I don't have my reel and fishing gear for casting, but it's going to be fun. But no, Eric is here to tell us a little bit about what's going on at the Disneyland Resort because tickets uh, are now, well, not now, but you can buy them at some point soon. I don't even know when, but the park opens in a couple weeks. So we're going to get the lowdown from uh, Eric, you know, via the good people at Concierge, which is Eric, I suppose. I don't know. Sure. Um, but you can find it. Oh, also, uh, speaking of before anything else, Terrence is joining us tonight, everybody. Welcome back, Terrence. We've missed you. So exciting. Is this a permanent return or is this a, um, you know, you you had the opportunity, so you're taking it and then now you don't know? So I was able to talk to my boss. I was able to move things around. And I will say that this is a permanent return. What a surprise. You guys are welcome. That's awesome. That is very good, Terrence. Uh, you know what this calls for? You get the arms extended. One at, one at 90, oh, one no. at 45. Oh, no. Bring the 45 in and dabberino. Do clean lines oh, all boy. the way through. You got to dab it. Yeah. I have Why to dab you? it or you're dabbing it? Because you weren't in the screen right. I have to dab it. I dabbed it. Terrence adjusting my camera as if I didn't put it exactly where I wanted it. <laughs> God, Whatever. I tell you, a little bit off center, you know, get a rule of thirds, Taryn. Yeah, I know, but this isn't Hollywood. This is a podcast on the internet where we're on Zoom. So why can't it be the same? It can be. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, congratulations, no. Terrence. Good job. <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for for uh, uh, using words to get what you want. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, if you want to find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, feedback goes to Taryn at earsup-podcast.com. Show suggestions, Terrence, at earsup-podcast.com, still, I guess, right here. Uh, you can say hi. 
Hi. To Bev. To <laughs> Bev at earsuphypenpodcast.com. Anything else comes to me, Jason, at whatever. Uh, Bev seems a little tired. Bev, would you like to talk about why you're like, tired? Yeah, I just got like punched in the face. I'm super sleepy now. Oh, no. Oh. I got my first COVID vaccine shot today yay yeah that's my arm hurts because i was like yeah you sleepiness want... is a good sign yeah you want to you want to say why you're tired you're like i just got punched in the face i'm like oh no what are people gonna think <laughs> punch in the face of sleepiness yeah not you by hit... terrence you just hit the... say i'm right next to her so. <laughs> yeah. you just hit the wall yeah oh man damn well but other than that you feel good i mean you know arm sore and that's and you're sleepy Bear, I'm sore and I'm sleepy, but that's it that's so not far. Bad. Yeah, nice. that's not bad. I thought I was cold. Like, I thought I had the chills earlier, but it turns mm-hmm. out I was just cold. Yeah. Happens. I was going to say, that's <laughs> just... sweater and I was like, oh, I'm better now. That's just you. <laughs> yeah. Also, this is way better than the alternative. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for keeping people safe. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Um... <laughs> The folks at the Supreme Resort have a message for us. It's about the return of game night. I'm gonna just play the uh, the video, and it's you know it's an audio thing anyway. But I just made a little video for it. But here, it's very funny. Hi there, cool kids like me. I'm a cool kid, and I'm a real person. My name is Asher. Don't forget that the Supreme Resort is hosting game night. The adventures continue this Saturday. I don't know all the details because I'm just a kid who likes to punch frogs and do other cool kid things. But it's probably, like, from 5 to 9 Pacific or something. I don't really know that adult stuff because I'm just a kid. A real kid. A cool kid like you. Games will be at 10yearold.com slash the password is hot drinks. The password is hot drinks. I hope they have a juicy slice, yo. You know. Cool kids stuff for cool kids like me. Yeah. It's very silly. It's very silly. Um, so good job to our new VO person, Asher, who is a real person and not definitely <laughs> not fake. Um, <laughs> and, you know, this is just, you know, Dan is a mentally unstable person. <laughs> yeah, <yes>. yeah. <laughs> um, Eric, what's that? What's the what's the Earl for that game night? How do people join the game night? Because I I didn't um, really hear. It. Yeah, let's put that in the chat so I can mention it. Because yeah, it didn't it come out well, and I don't actually know off the top of my head. Okay, Dan, put it in the chat. Yeah, Dan, put it in the chat, brother. Come on, Dan. Put what in and the game chat? night is super fun. I've been yeah. there a few times. It's really really fun. So it's so it, the URL I, I believe Eric, correct me if I'm wrong, is to join the game. But if you just want to watch it, it's going to be on Twitch. So you Good can just point. go to yes. uh, twitch.com slash ears or twitch.tv slash ears up or something like that. And um, and then you can watch along, you can comment, and you know you can you can just hang out. So that's that's part of it too. You know, like that. But you can also join. You can also join and uh, have have uh, have fun with cool kids and cool people. <laughs> like Asher. That's right, like Asher. Good old Asher. None of us. <laughs> no. No, hell no. no. Um, do we, we don't have feedback, do we, Ter? Um, if we do, um, I didn't find it. So no. Okay. So no, that's perfect. Uh, if you want to support the show, go to etsy.com slash shop slash coveyors. There's a brand new t-shirt. I finally got my t-shirt, the t-shirt of my dreams. <laughs> um, go check that out. It's the Adventureland sign, but instead of Adventureland, it says Tomorrowland. And I think that's very, very funny. And I don't know why, but uh, I needed... 
excuse me, I needed to get it out of my brain. And so now it's out of my brain and it's on Etsy and you can wear it. It could be on your chest. My brain material can be on your chest. Um, <laughs> so Etsy.com slash shop slash Cubiers. Buy the shirt, please. I also made it into a mask. Very nice. So, and I was talking about those masks on Etsy and apparently they have a pocket for a filter. So I just thought it was like some cheap ass mask. It's actually like pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. So if you just want to maybe wear one mask, or you know, we're supposed to be double masking, so you can wear, you can buy this Tomorrowland mask. You don't have to put a filter in it, and that can just be your your second your, layer, your cover mask. Yeah, your cover mask. So check that out. Of course, Patreon.com/slash Ears Up, best way to do it. Um, you know, you get cool content and uh, stuff like that over there. Uh, all right, Eric, what's going on at the Disneyland Resort, please? How how do we how do we go? How do we line up? What's going on? Tell me right now, please. My goodness. Thank you. Uh, yeah, there's a lot happening. And right after they announced a bunch of things that were happening, they announced more things that were happening. <laughs> Perfect. All the time. Oh, good. So by the time anybody hears this, including right now, right now when you're hearing this, it's out of date. Jeez. Because I wrote my notes like an hour ago. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, here's, here's, the, uh, here's the basics. Uh, if you don't have tickets, and most of us don't. You're right. Uh, because annual pass is gone, everything gone. So if you don't have any tickets, tickets go on sale April 15th at 8 a.m. Pacific. Oh, God. Guarantee you the, the site's going to crash. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not going to handle that well. <laughs> no. Can I ask a quick question then? Yeah. What's the reservation thing on April 12th then? Ah, well, we'll back it up a little bit. So right. Right. when it comes to reservations, so... One of the things that's been going on for the last um, however many months since Walt Disney World opened up is the park reservation system. And that's worked out pretty well for for Disney World resorts, uh, resort parks. There are basically you you buy your tickets and then for the days that you're going to be there, you reserve your spot in a specific park. Um, as of January 1st, they start they opened up uh, park hopping. So after uh, 2 p.m., you can go on to another park, uh, move around a little bit more. But the the basic idea is you have to take a little bit of extra time and plan out which days you're going to be at which parks and reserve that so they know how many people to have there, uh, how close to capacity they are, Mm -hmm. all that good stuff. Um, And they're going to start something similar at, at Disneyland at DCA. Now, tomorrow, April 9th, um, one anyone who, for some reason, has a one day ticket can start to reserve their spot in the parks uh, in Disneyland and DCA. So, if you happen to, for some reason, maybe you work for the media, or <laughs> okay, you just bought a random ticket a year ago for one day. It, my my thought is it, is that it's it's generally going to be media people and invited invited people that the place is going to be just youtubers it's going to be nothing but people holding their phones up going (laughs) was this flower here i don't know let's go back everyone you look and do the research was this flower here i think this is a new uh, guys a breaking news yeah new flower alert yeah the same people who said you know what they lit up more lights on main street last night so (laughs) they're hanging out in in downtown disney every day just looking for something slightly different that they can report on right man those people are so cool (laughs) cool kids like you (laughs) really um but that's tomorrow april 12th 
at 8 a.m. Pacific. Anyone who has any valid tickets, so multi-day tickets, any any valid Disneyland ticket that they purchased within the last however many months uh, can reserve uh, their spot in the parks starting April 30th when the parks open up. Okay. So there are plenty of those tickets still out there. People who had vacations planned that got canceled. They're, they're the next ones who can pick. April 15th, anyone can reserve a spot in the parks. And that's also the day that tickets go on sale. It's also the day that you can start to book, uh, book the one hotel that is open, which is uh, the Grand Californian Hotel. That's the Why only am hotel. I not surprised that's the only hotel that's open? <laughs> <I know. laughs> the most expensive hotel. Why would they only open right. one? Because uh, well, it's reduced capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably because of capacity. It's so it's going to be so low when they open up. But the main reason that it's open, in in my opinion, is because it has the villas. It has Disney Vacation Club in there, oh. and that's what they did at Walt Disney World. Because there's this large group of people that technically own a chunk oh. of that hotel that's opening up first, so mm-hmm. that the DVC members can get in there as well. Gotcha. Um, and use but, those points because they don't want you guys to to uh, to just accumulate a bunch of points, right? They want you to use them, right? Yeah, yeah. they want us to use them. Yeah. yeah, they they let they're letting people book their or uh, bank their points right now uh, for you know in kind of indefinitely, but it, normally they have some restrictions on how much you can bank. But they want you to use those points. That's why you bought into this. It's a timeshare, really. Mm-hmm. But that's the only one that's opening up to start with because why not make it the one that meets certain requirements for uh for everybody owners and also brings in the most possible money yeah it's funny how things it's almost like it was planned that way Mm. (laughs) you know what i mean um whatever oh you just say plandemic no i (laughs) planned planned that way oh no yeah 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 but also you know i'll send you the video link to that um okay well that makes a lot of sense D- did they uh you know there were a lot of refunds for uh for annual passes before they got rid of the program did they do anything special with the dvc members uh no okay <laughs> how do you feel about that should they have do you guys feel slighted uh i i actually am a a, a dvc member i i guess we there was a discount on uh on dv for dvc members on points at olani Mm. Uh, this spring and I felt great about that because I went to Olani and I got a fifth I got one night I booked four nights and got a fifth night which was fantastic great Um, because you rarely see discounts on on DVC properties right um, but yeah it's not like we automatically have annual passes or anything like that anymore it's just the rooms so okay yeah there haven't been too many extra perks for DVC members lately okay interesting are you going to go to Disneyland on the opening day, Eric? No, I will not. Yeah, I will not either. What about you, Terrence or Bev? You guys planning on going? No. no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see myself going to a park with a mask on. Yeah, so I don't. It's gonna be a while. I agree. I don't. I don't want to. And if you want to, that's totally fine. I get it. That's cool. But I don't. I don't feel like that's enjoyable for me. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I have more of a problem with, weren't you saying, uh, Terrence, like indoor rides are closed? Majority of the rides at Disneyland that I would want to go on are indoors. So 
that's a waste of my time. So they actually released the, and we'll might give this in, to this in the news, but they released the rides that are open, and every ride I would want to go on is open when they open. I yeah. think the uh, Grizzly Ripper Run is the only one in DCA that's closed that I would want to go on, and I think Matterhorn is the only one in Disneyland that I want to go on that's closed. But hmm. besides that, everything else I want to go on is open. I was but really I still surprised. don't want a mask. I don't. I agree with that. Um, and I was very surprised to see the list because, yeah, I was expecting to see like everything, and I was like, oh, there's a lot open. It's definitely more than I thought initially when when they first announced at the beginning of this week. The only ride that they really technically confirmed was the new Snow White's Magical Wish. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Lord. Enchanted, Enchanted Wish. Wish. Yeah, come on, dude. Um, but yeah, it, 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 they they have updated the list, and it is a lot more than than we thought. Even uh, OC Register had a, a, an article a few days ago about how there's no way Rise of the Resistance is opening because you're indoors for more than 15 minutes, and that's the line. But apparently, yeah. they figured that out. <laughs> Yeah, I was curious about that, but we'll uh, we'll see. I, I do plan on talking about that in the news. Um, so, Eric, are you going to hang out for the show and like hang out with the news and do news with us and you know sure. listen to Beverly? I'll hang out. Okay, well, Bev, then uh, we'll uh, we'll give Eric a break, and why don't we turn to you for the history of Cars Land? Okay. What do you think Let's of that? Do that? All right. Perfect. I love it so much. <laughs> it's Sorry, um, I had to get it open and ready. Yeah. So, just going to be talking about the history of Cars Land tonight, today, tonight, whenever. So, when DCA was being developed and built in the early 2000s, a pretty sizable amount of land was withheld, always with the intention of using it for further development of the park. Um, now, while this land was waiting to be developed, it served as the Timon parking structure. Does anybody remember the Timon parking structure? Absolutely. No. It's where I parked every time I went when I was a pass holder in college. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I had no idea. I have go. no idea what it. I only went to original gangster DCA once before they changed it. Hmm. I have no memory of that. Oh. It was, was, yeah, it was kind was of a parents. small parking lot, actually. That's what I, I... So, honestly, you know what I remember? I remember the Golden Gate Bridge. And this is just DCA. This isn't specific to cars. And I remember the farm. The and I vaguely farm? remember where there the goats farm? there. What, what are farm you, what are you talking farm? about? It was called the uh, Bountiful Farm. Where oh, was it? In DCA across from yeah. the um, the waterfall or whatever? It was a little bit yeah. further back. So think about where Cars Land is, that area right now. Yeah. Um, Bugs Land on the backside of Bugs Land towards where you would walk towards Paradise Pier. There was a thing called the Bountiful Farm that was in that area. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. You don't need to. It was not <laughs> worth remembering. Believe yeah. me. Climb on a tractor. Yeah, okay. Huh. Sounds fun. Okay, well, that was a fun tangent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I brought it up. Sorry. Anyway, um, the idea for a theme themed land specifically at DCA celebrating California's quote-unquote car culture Oh. had been making the rounds at Walt Disney Imagineering for years, okay. long before we ever saw the movies. Or I'm sorry, before we saw the movie Cars. Um, and what I mean by that is Disney didn't choose to create Cars Land because of the film. It just so happened that this film tied itself into a land that they were already really enthusiastic about building. Oh, uh, okay. 
right? Okay. Huh. I can't tell if that's cool or not. <laughs> well, I actually, I'll get into more about that a little bit later, but okay. whatever. doesn't matter. All right. Um, so the original focus of the land was going to be a little bit different from what we have today. So think classic cars, tourist attractions, uh, drive-in, auto-themed restaurants, roadside architecture, all things that were really popular during the 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. So think like early Americana. Unions, <laughs> high-paying yes. jobs. Absolutely. Yeah, one-paycheck households. Got it, yeah. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. Communism. Men wearing dresses and hats to leave the house. Whoa. whoa. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Now, does anybody know what Cars Land was originally going to be called before it became Cars Land? Oh, oh, me, me, teacher. Miss Moore, pick me, please. Jason. Um, It was going to be called the Vroom Vroom Gas Guzzle Location. Close. Oh. Radiator Springs Land? It was going to be called Car Land. <laughs> oh, now that's dumb. First of so all, it had, it had at this point, awesome. in its, at this point in its development, it had nothing to do with Cars the movie. It's yeah. just about vehicles. This, oh. So it was going to be called Car Land. Because this predated the movie, right? The idea right, certainly yeah. predates the movie. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Carland. Carland. Can you imagine going to Carland? Mommy, Daddy, I really want to go to Carland. Carland. <laughs> right. Well, also, what does that even have to do with California? Uh, I don't know. Well, what is our car culture? It does. It does. It does? Like Route 66. California? Doesn't that go throughout the whole country? Yeah. I wouldn't call... And also through California. I wouldn't call Route 66 California car culture related. It's just like national, like the national zeitgeist to own cars. But I like, actually think of it as like middle America more than I would California. think it more of like like pinstriping, because I think that whole started in like with the car mods in LA and that kind of thing, like, you know, which is sort of what's, you know, what's there, right? Ramon and his, you know, pinstriping. And like some of the modded cars, but you know, like hydraulics and stuff, I would consider that a West Coast, a California thing. But then I don't know what glass packs in your VW Bug. Like I don't, yeah. <laughs> you know, I just don't. I don't know. I don't know much about it. So weird. Whatever. Okay. So while the idea for Carland, <laughs> Carland, you just, it sounds like you have paper. no idea what you're talking about when you say <laughs> Carland. <laughs> So totally. while the idea for Carland looked good on paper to Imagineering, <laughs> and it even it doesn't sound terrible yeah, it talking, does. but like the, the like yeah. conceptually, like it doesn't sound like the worst idea. Uh huh. Mater, go ahead. Yeah. Shut up. All right. It was missing something that many of the original DCA attractions were missing. An S. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hate you so much. Um, no, okay. that would be. A true Disney element, right? So sure, be that yeah. a place or location from a film or a character presence or whatever. There was just nothing about, and please just just let me say Carland. I will. <laughs> there was nothing will. about Carland <laughs> that made it Disney. So the idea right. was put on hold. Can I ask a question, though? And I know it's an answer you won't have. Maybe sure. Go What's for it. Disney about the Golden Gate Bridge over the entrance to car to DCA? Well, and, think they were apprehensive to build this land because it didn't have a presence like so many other I see. attractions okay. in the original DCA. Got it. Okay. So I did have an answer. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> you did. <laughs> um, that is until the year 2006, when the movie Cars became a massive hit for the newly acquired Pixar studio. Now, it was at some point around this time that good old Lohug Lassiter <laughs> made the suggestion, let's build Radiator Springs. Now, to be clear, and I actually did try to find more on this, I don't know who he said this to. I don't know why it was brought up to him specifically. Oh, Terrence is chiming in. Do you know? Uh, he spoke to Kevin Rafferty, who was the head designer for Cars Land. They had the conversation. They had the model of the cars. And then he had a conversation with Kevin Rafferty. And I believe it was Bob Iger at the time. But that's the direction they should go in. Well, there you go. Wow. Apparently I didn't look hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> what I did learn, uh, so I don't, so, just go back. To be clear, I don't know why he said that we figured this out. Um, but what I did learn, and maybe everybody else knew this, but I didn't, uh, was that John Lasseter was actively involved in the design of the buildings, the rides, the merchandise, and the music for Cars Land, which makes sense. But to me, like, movie guys live over here and Imagineers live over here. And they don't meet anywhere in my brain. Mm, okay, so, sure. Whatever. Uh, concept art for Carland <laughs> appeared in the dreaming section of the Walt Disney Company's 2006 annual report, which was released on December 12th, 2006, just six months after Cars had been released in theaters. The concept art depicted a racing simulator ride, but provided no specifics. Bob Iger stated at the time that the concept art depicted projects at various stages of development and that some projects depicted, quote, may never be built. Um, but many of the current attractions in Cars Land were originally designed to be in Car Land. They were just tweaked a bit. Interesting. Um, like what? Um... I think... Well, I'll get into it. Okay, good. So I think something we all know about Disney is that 90% of the time, they don't do anything halfway. So when they were designing Carland... <laughs> nice Carland, caveat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Uh, when they were designing Carland, they tried to make it very authentic, as though you were actually taking a drive on Route 66. Now, they also employed that same level of authenticity when they were creating the film Cars, something I think really assisted them in the, the development of Cars Land. Um, some of the original attractions of Cars Land included Cruise Street. In this, uh, I'm sorry, of Car Land or Cars Land? Did I say Cars? Yeah. See, this, this is challenging for me. <laughs> yeah. Some of the original rides and attractions of Car, singular. Yeah, that's what you should call it, either singular or plural. Just <laughs> <laughs> That's just what I should say, a yeah. singular word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cruise Street. Cruise Street. All right. Well, yes. you can go howl at the women going shopping. That's fun. <laughs> I mean, Lassiter, it was Lassiter's yeah, idea. That's true, yeah. <laughs> uh, the origin of Carland began with Cruise Street, a neon-lit okay. streetscape set somewhere between 1955 to 1965. <laughs> this was when American pop culture was really dominated by, like, rock and roll, diners, hot rods. Yeah. And I think we can all see, like, the parallels in cruise street versus the main drag of cars land here the main difference is that the concept art for cruise street had vintage cars lined up as though it were a car show yeah that sounds infinitely boring yeah 
Just like a car show? I don't know, man. I'm not a car like I'm not a car guy. I've been to like two car shows my entire life and they were both like Well, I mean, I don't I don't think it was a car. I mean, I think I, mean, I think it, it was going to be set up very similarly to how the main drag of Cars Land is, like with the yeah. same sort of shops and ideas and restaurants and whatever but um i just think it's weird but like, it was just all there were also cars set up as, as a car show so it, yeah. was, it was all just like very like to me that's weird i don't know like i i like that that station wagon that they had across from the grizzly gr- smokehouse grill or the smoke jumpers grill or whatever in oh Robert. yeah yeah uh that's not there anymore i don't think um, so that was like cool but I, I don't know i mean i guess i can't imagine like walking down the street and seeing these cars and like looking at these cars and going Right. Sick <laughs> hot rod, bro. Yeah. yeah. Love it. <laughs> um, so over time, the main drag of Carland would eventually evolve into downtown Radiator Springs. And honestly, that transition to me seems like it was almost too easy. And this is this is what I was going to get at earlier. It makes me sort of wonder if like ideas for the movie Cars were borrowed from car land mm-hmm. and vice versa yeah was, maybe. was this and you know I, this is something i should know so terrence let me know was this before disney bought pixar like was he, no. were these standalone things no, no. okay all right. all right well so car land was created before pixar and then disney purchased pixar they released cars and disney was like oh snap this solves all of our problems. It was so both companies had a Route 66 project going, and so um, and I I'm, we were talking uh, Bev and I were talking. Well, I've been to Route 66, and so I've been to Route 66 in California, and New Mexico, and parts of Arizona, and it looks similar at every single portion. So if you've been to Route 66 at any portion. You see the neon, you see the old signs, you see the hot rods, you see all that stuff. And so I don't think it was a matter of borrowing it. I think it was just easy to translate what Pixar was doing to DCA because they were doing something that was on the same route. Okay. So the next attraction featured in the annual report was Marty's Drive-In. This was located at the end of Cruise Street. You originally were going to find a restaurant called Marty's Drive-In, and I'm a little unsure of the location here, so I'm assuming at, if it's the at the end of Cruise Street, it would be where the fire department mm-hmm. currently is. Yeah. Okay. Sound right? Yep. Um, okay. Because there were no pictures, so I couldn't really figure that out. So eventually, Marty's Drive-In was moved and repurposed as Flo's V8 Cafe, which featured a very similar design and aesthetic. Um, so now let's move on to some of the rides that were being planned. Road trip. There's a lot of potential with that, with Marty's drive-in. So okay. the drive-in that they have, in, oh, Eric, I'll, I'll throw this to you. So the drive-in that they have in Florida at Walt Disney World, where it's actually, it's a drive-in, but it's also a restaurant. Yeah, the sci-fi drive-in and dive. It seems like there would be a lot of potential with that because it's not like flows where it's kind of a walk-in, grab your stuff, maybe walk around kind of a thing, but it's an entire, it's it's a it's a destination. There's a lot of potential that they yeah. could have had with that. I mean, it's a sit-down totally. eatery, and I, I wish yeah. that Disneyland had something that's that, that cool. It was, the whole aesthetic was like, anytime you're indoors, 
and you can replicate it being twilight is Very i don't know i just cool. i like that it's mm-hmm. my kind of like thing so yeah yeah that would be easy to transplant in in car land it really would <laughs> yeah now i wish we had car land forget cars uh, i wish they had come up with a better name yeah, well, yeah. vroom vroom street <laughs> i stand correct <laughs> yeah gas guzzle alley <laughs> so road trip usa was the name of the ride. This was an love that movie. Autopia style attraction. Oh no! Oh lordy! With dark ride elements. Huh. Okay. But the original. Okay. Yeah. So give it a minute. The original storyline for the ride featured a cross country road trip in a 1962 station wagon. Oh yeah! Everyone's <laughs> dream. Dude. Heck yeah! That's, that's straight. Crank bo- up the ace. Oh, just roll down the window. Yeah, that's straight <laughs> boomer fodder right there. Like yeah. that is that is audience targeting like yes because no child wants to go there no you didn't want to do it when you were a kid (laughs) you don't want to do it now that's all parents going come on (laughs) this is how i used to have vacations so fun it's great (laughs) a pack of beef jerky and a book for 12 hours yeah can you sit backwards in the back that's the question um on this trip Okay. You, uh, I'm sorry, this trip would take you past Mount Rushmore. You would drive under waterfalls and across covered bridges. Along the way, the rider would encounter oversized chickens, life-sized dinosaurs designed to entice motorists to stop at roadside attractions. So think world's biggest ball of yarn next exit. Gotcha. So okay. if, it, That's it, the vibe. It's more of a Route 66 than a California... I just... I guess all I'm, things. So then, my next line is all things you would expect to find on Route 66, but not in California. So that's what I don't understand. I guess that's the disconnect. There is why I maybe think that's probably yeah. also a good reason as to why it wasn't built. Yeah. yeah. Um, the ride also took you through a cavern filled with stalactites and stalagmites, and a car wash with spinning bristle brushes and blowing air dryers. Sound familiar? <laughs> Um, I mean, just a car wash. Yeah, I mean, it's, this is, this is also, Radiator Springs. Exactly. Racers. So Wait, a lot of these things, you're going to see parallels. Okay. Visitors were to enter Road Trip USA through a Route 66-style souvenir shop advertising strange and amazing attractions that were not to be missed. That's the many cue for Radiator Springs racers. Road, many elements from Road Trip USA ended up being included, being included in the massive rock work that dominates cars line. So like mm. the berm, mm-hmm. but um, I'll talk a little bit more about that later, but things that were designed to be part of that berm ended up staying. So now apparently there was more than one version presented for road trip USA. The second version added a Disney character overlay oh, called no. goofy about road trips based on the 1995, <sighs> a goofy movie. Never seen it. Oh, oh, about a cross-country I, road trip done by the dog. And I'm just oh going to interject God. here. Like, I actually typed, I'm going to interject here out um, and just openly state how much I hate this idea. I love it, oddly hate enough. It. Come on. Goofy is severely underrepresented. Awful. Absolute trash. She has a whole sky school. Yeah. And that works fine, but this is whatever. <laughs> okay. So the attraction took riders on a journey with the absent-minded Goofy where things went awry and mayhem ensued. Okay. It's just, it's easy. So he's like and, a, and, he, he's basically like a more hazard-prone Clark Griswold. Yeah. 
Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's my problem. Um, and then the third version oh. that was presented was dubbed Sally's Road Rally. Now, this version took visitors through familiar locations in Radiator Springs. So this is the first sort of car land, cars land, intentional parallel that you're going to see. Okay. Uh, this version took visitors through familiar locations in Radiator Springs and on to, uh, in, in, I'm sorry, and into the world of cars characters. Obviously, those plans inspired the development of downtown Radiator Springs and Cars Land. Sure. They probably looked at them. Wow, this is a really good idea. Let's watch <laughs> Cars again to really get a vibe. Well, hey, it's literally all here. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. What are we doing? So, all right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hang on, everybody. It's ears up. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Gee, sorry guys, but that guy bought 14 churros. I'm all sold out. And now, back to the show. The next ride was called Junkyard Jamboree. Oh my god, dude. Wow. <laughs> They really uh, went on a limb on that one. Yeah. Yeah, they sure did. And yeah, ironically, the, it was hosted by a cable guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Weird. Junkyard Jamboree was originally designed to be a dark ride. Hmm. Believe it or not. The original attraction would have taken that visitors been better. through an auto salvage yard, like a pick and pull, uh, where old junkers would then come to life after dark. And oh, that's then play cute. Music. Like Toy Story almost. Yeah, I kind of like that. Weird. That's that's very Muppety, honestly. Animatronic characters built from random car parts would transform into musicians in a band called Johnny V8 and the Rev Tones. Uh, so I actually love that name. I actually <laughs> envision something like the graveyard scene from uh -huh. Haunted Mansion here happening. Yeah. Oh, okay. Where the engines I mean, I roar totally and the like, I, that oil is total leaks. Creative liberties. I'm just <laughs> guessing here. Shut my door and the trail or creeks. <laughs> <laughs> Wheel this cars materialize and oh, Jesus. begin to um, to. Uh, Can you mute yourself? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> registered their own. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> okay. I tried. You did. I, 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 I was trying to so, bring some humor into this show. It was pretty good, actually. Thanks. Imagineers thankfully dropped the original ride concept, but they kept the name with Mater's, Mater's, Jumpy <laughs> Mater's <laughs> Junkyard Jamboree reimagined for Carland, Cars Land as a... God, Jesus. God, I'm just going to start Jesus. that whole paragraph God, over. Jesus, help me, please. <laughs> Imagineers... Thankfully dropped the original ride concept, but kept the name with Mater's Junkyard Jamboree reimagined for Cars Land mm -hmm. as a cross between the traditional teacup ride and the classic whip ride. I mean, it's a good name. It's a, it's a, you know, alliteration, I think is what it's called. It's a, it's a good name. It rolls off the tongue. It's that Mater's part that <laughs> lets the hair on the back of my back stand up. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Gosh, the hair on the back of your back. <laughs> 
On October 17, 2007, Disney announced a five-year, $1.1 billion renovation and expansion plan for DCA. The plan included a major overhaul of several different areas existing in the park, as well as the addition of, say it with me, Cars, cars Land. land. I don't think I have to use the word car land anymore. Thank God. <laughs> now, if I can just intersect my own opinion here for a second, no. I think this is some of the best money that Disney ever spent. Whatever. How dare you? Bisect. Um, as I mentioned before, I only went to original Gangster DCA once before the overhaul, but I feel like when DCA originally opened, it was the literal interpretation of an identity crisis. Mm. And sort of after the renovation, it sort of became its own entity, if you will. Like it became its own standalone park, as opposed to like, what was the thought behind this? Why is there <laughs> why is there a farm? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. In preparation for building the new land, a concept team toured Route 66 in 2008. Uh, I might have already mentioned this, but I'll say it again in case I haven't. Every single thing you see in Cars Land was inspired by something you can actually see on Route 66, <laughs> with the exception of one thing. Okay. Anybody want to guess what that is? The cozy? Let me think. Wait. <sighs> say that again. What am I looking for again? Um, every single thing you see in Cars Land was inspired by something you can actually see on Route 66 with the exception of one thing. Terrence, you've already read this. You don't get to guess. Yeah, I didn't, I'm, I didn't read it. But I'm going to say... I would guess the Cozy Cone. I'm going to say Talking Cars. Okay, so... Tr- okay, sure. Uh, the dumb. military thing? <laughs> no. The trees... Oh. Wah, wah. Trick question. Right. But at least they it didn't is. pull an Epcot and they put trees in. Imagineers came to the conclusion that the Southern California sun could potentially make their guests somewhat uncomfortable. <laughs> so they decided to divert ever so slightly from the 100% Route 66 concept and add in some trees. Thank Can you. Can I just say thank you for that? That might be yeah, the dude. best thing Imagineers have ever done. Yeah. Because we've all been there walking down the, the main drag of Route 66 where the sun is reflecting off of the backtop, blacktop into yeah. your face and you just hate your life. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if the whole park was like that? Or if the whole land was like that? Oh, yeah. No, that was a good move. Yeah. So there are some pretty recognizable landmarks in car- landmark replications in Cars Land I mean, they're recognizable if you aren't me because I didn't know that these things actually existed. <laughs> Fair. Um, so let's start with the Cozy Cone Motel. Okay, let's do that. The Cozy Cone Motel's design in, is based on two wigwam motels along Route 66. One was originally mm. in Hallbrook, Arizona, and the other was in Rialto, California. These were once two out of seven motels with individual cabins shaped like teepees. Now, if you can oh. Google like uh, wig, wigwam motels along Route 66, it is it is just crazy. Like, I want to stay in one of these. They're so cool. Huh. Okay. But yeah, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I'm still right. You're not going to see a hotel that's, you know, shaped like a traffic cone. So I win that one. <laughs> no, you don't. Because it was designed after. Okay, whatever. Thank you. Um, now, the other highly recognizable landmark I have heard of. Yeah. And that would be the Cadillac Ranch. Do you guys know what that is? No. No. 
Okay, so I think it's in Texas. Is it in Texas? It's in Texas. It's like the Bunny Ranch. So, no, it's it's yeah. like one of those. Take this exit to the Cadillac. Ranch. It's a roadside thing, and it's um. So there's like six or something, but they're old Cadillacs. Okay. And they are nose down into the ground. So basically, from the back of the front seat down is all underground, and then the butt end of the car sticks out of the ground in a row. Okay. Like six of them, and they're actual vehicles. Okay. What I never realized is that there are six peaks on the top of the mountain range, mm-hmm. and they all have those weird peaks. It had, there are six peaks, and those peaks represent a Cadillac tail frame from a different year model from the Cadillac Ranch. Mm. Ah. Yeah, I knew I knew that. I just figured it was a design element within you know from the from the movie. I didn't I didn't know. I mean, I obviously no, it was like from the movie, thing. but like I thought they just took designs from cars and worked them into the natural elements like the the tail fins and so, stuff but i didn't know so it was you, based on a real thing you looked at that and actually recognized that those were tail fins of vehicles yeah, yeah. oh yeah no i never did that yeah well you like, see a cool as rock. a man i'm naturally oh, you know leaning oh, towards Again, being an expert on cars so <laughs> no i don't know uh yeah i, I yeah I, I like old cars i guess looking at them okay. the, the aesthetic of those like 50s cars like the big boats i love them i wish they would uh, bring them back but they would just literally kill people, yes. so can't do it. <laughs> While it is the most popular ride, Radiator Springs Racers is not the only attraction Cars Land currently has to offer. I will start, in fact, with my favorite ride, and that is Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. That is not your favorite ride. But Shut up. Is, You're trying to score no, really points. With, I freaking with love Brittany. that ride. No, you don't. <laughs> no, I really do. Really? So Mater's is an attraction in the style of a whip ride themed to Mater's junkyard uh mater's the master of ceremonies of the jamboree the vehicles are baby tractors which pull trailers attached to them that move around to music that is so kindly being sung to you by mater (laughs) so kindly yeah (laughs) now i'm not i don't i don't know what it is about this ride that i enjoy so much because the ride itself isn't like mind-blowing it could be like i remember riding it with abby when she was a baby and thinking and she loved it and i was like oh this is so cute and you know, we were able to ride it with her when she was a toddler and it, there was no issue because we could just hold her. Maybe that's it. But it's not the worst ride, no matter what Jason says. And the line usually isn't too long. Uh, that's true. I agree true. with you. You know, the only thing I don't like about it is hearing that dude's voice. Is, yeah, is Larry it's the Cable constantly, Guy. dude, constantly. And that's that's what puts me off to that ride, honestly. So um, as I move into the next uh, section, I just want to give fair warning that there will be some saltiness. <laughs> That's weird for this show. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, There was a brief moment in time when an attraction called Luigi's Flying Tires existed. Yes. Now we're talking. That's my fave. If you blinked, you would have missed it. (laughs) But I can say with 100% 100 certainty that if you did, in fact, miss it, you are not, in fact, missing out. (laughs) Uh, I want to be clear. This next bit, at least the non-critical part, was taken like word for word verbatim from Wikipedia. So the queue takes visitors through Luigi's Casa della Tire Shop and out the back through an Italian garden to Luigi's Tire Yard, where the ride took place. Once seated in their tire, Luigi gave a countdown and then an air compressor pumped air up through the floors for about, I'm sorry, 6,714 air vents. The tires lifted about two inches off the floor. Lies. <laughs> Yeah, two, two inches off the floor at best. 
If it was two inches off the floor, they would have actually moved. Yeah, you'd be actually flying. Right. <laughs> At which point, riders could make their tire move by leaning the direction they wanted them to go. So if you wanted to go left, you were just supposed to lean. I'm off the microphone, but lean to the left. Lean to the right. Um. I will never forget the image of you well, leaning. You are well, at like a 65-degree angle. <laughs> not true. You could not move these things no. at all. I mean, And the you, ride lasted approximately two minutes. Yeah. Lies. Well, so here's the thing. I, I, that's what I'm saying is I, I remember you very distinctly in the cockpit leaning to one side at a, like a 65 or a 75 like degree I was angle. essentially laying down. Yeah, and the thing was just you were stationary. And then I think towards the end you sort of got it, and then the ride was over. Just when you figure out the ride, it's over. Yeah. And by figure out, I mean you move Hold two on. inches. You're, you're taking words out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, so I think this was supposed to be some form of bumper cars, However, the ride vehicle, this is where it gets salty. The ride vehicle was so difficult to move that by the time you actually got the hang of how to maneuver it, the ride was over. Mm. And God forbid you or someone riding the ride with you at the same time lifts up half a butt cheek to really get some momentum going because then the cast member shuts down the ride and reprimands you. And then they restart it. Five times that happened. Really? Oh my God. Don't you remember? No. It was Blobber's son. He kept like standing because he couldn't get the dumb thing to move. Oh, no. I don't he remember that. He was trying that. to use his legs, and they were like, you need to sit down. They turned off the right. You oh, need to sit man. down. He would sit down. Oh. They'd turn it back on. He'd do the same thing. They'd turn it down. And then two minutes were up, and they're like, ride's over. And I was like, I'm going to take a knife to this tire. Oh. Shouts out, Jacob. <laughs> anyway, I have a lot of feelings. Yeah. You do. <laughs> so, Blobber. <laughs> um. On February 17th, 2015, the attraction closed. Aww. On March 7th, 2016, Luigi's Flying Tires was replaced by Luigi's Rollickin' Roadsters. Now, if I'm honest, this is still not my favorite ride, but it is head and shoulders above its predecessor. Uh, the ride puts you in one of Luigi's many cousins from... Carsoli, Italy. <laughs> Ride vehicle is an open top roadster. Uh, now, while Luigi is a Fiat 500, his cousins are not. They are an autom automobile created by Disney called a Frisante. Terrible. F R I Z Z A N T E. <laughs> a Frisante. Frisante. Yes. Maybe I should have said it like that. Maybe. <laughs> Think about it next time. On the ride itself, you'll find that half of Luigi's cousins are female, the other half are male. And you can identify their gender by looking at the front of the chrome grill, looking at the front and for the chrome grill mustache, signifying the males. Clearly, okay. they've never seen an Italian woman. <laughs> oh, damn. Damn. I'm Italian, well, it's fine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, we know. Every single one of Luigi's cousins has their... Oh, rude. Uh, every single one of Luigi's cousins has their own name and signature look, with the exception of two coral-colored cars. But if you look closely, you'll notice that car number one, Rosa, has green eyes, and car number two, Gina, has blue eyes. Uh-huh. And that's that's it. Okay. I, was like, <laughs> so uh, I really wasn't going anywhere. I just thought it was kind of interesting. I don't if know they're supposed about... to be identical twins, they would still yeah. have the same color. Like, I don't know enough about genetics to know if, like, maybe... Gina's not really related. Yeah. Well, if you're identical, you're you're identical. Yeah. Exactly. You're identical. Yeah, but not really. Identical twins aren't actually really identical. Yeah, but they that? have the same color every 
thing. No, every everything. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They're the same. All right. <laughs> Each ride vehicle or roadster performs its own unique routine, meaning that if you ride this ride once in a day and a certain song plays, and then you come back and ride it again later in the day and the same song plays, you can still have a unique ride experience as long as you sit in a different car. Oh. Does that make sense? Yep. Makes sense. Okay. I just don't think it's going to feel any different, though. Like, it, it might it, be different. I don't think it does because they kind of just like move around, but then at yeah. the end, they all do this. There's like a big spin, like mm. for almost every song. And that's like what you remember. Like that's the big finish. So I know we've talked about this before, but Luigi's is the first Disney attraction in the United States that uses a trackless ride system. Okay. Apparently Luigi's cousins needed a lot of room to do their dance routines because the trackless dance floor that they dance on is approximately 125 feet long and 75 feet wide. The final, and as I mentioned, most popular current attraction in Cars Land is Ridgeway Racers. Uh, if, I'm kidding. Is Radiator Springs Racers. I, I honestly didn't know. I don't know at this point. Which Do you know how right many one. times I typed out Ridgeway Racers? And I was like, gosh, that's wrong. If you repeat a lie often enough, it becomes the truth. Becomes For real. Yes. So after making your way through a very lengthy queue, uh, guests enter the Comfy Caverns. There's so much alliteration. The Comfy Caverns <laughs> Motor Court, where they board a convertible race car and the ride portion of the attraction begins. So I guess I've never actually stood in the line from, you know. Oh. And and to cuz I'm not I'm not crazy. No, it takes yeah. Cuz I I think the average wait time is still 120 minutes. Something like that. So apparently as you're going through the queue that that's different parts of um a Radiator Springs, mm -hmm. like older there's like a story behind the queue. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff in it. Know. You should definitely check it out one day. I mean, but you know. there's always the fast pass line or, or the single rider. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is once you board the convertible, this is where the ride portion begins. Leaving the motor court, the vehicle takes a scenic drive through Ornament Valley. This is the dark ride portion of the attraction. Throughout this portion, uh, guests nearly run into several potential obstacles. This starts with a near head-on collision with Mac, followed by another near accident with Minnie and Van, which is pretty cute. I didn't know that was their names. <laughs> then narrowly making it out of the way of a speeding train. As the vehicle swerves out of the way, the sheriff appears, warning the guests to slow down and to follow Mater into town for the big race. The vehicle then re-enters the town and passes Fillmore and Sarge, and the guests are greeted by Lightning McQueen and Sally. At this point, an automated switch on the track will lead one of will lead to one of two ride experiences before lining up at the starting line. If the vehicle makes a left turn, it receives a tire change at Luigi's Casa de la Tires and lines up on the left track. If a vehicle makes a right turn, it gets a fresh coat of paint at Ramon's House of Body Art and lines up on the right track. Doc Hudson introduces himself as, well, he's the Hudson Hornet, uh, introduces himself as the guest's new crew chief as both vehicles pull out to the starting line. Once both cars have lined up, uh, an enthusiastic Luigi waves the flag to signal the start of the race. Both ride vehicles then accelerate on parallel tracks out of the cave and into an outdoor segment around the rock formations of Ornament Valley, uh, with the vehicles reaching a top speed of 40 miles per hour, which I didn't realize. That's hmm. pretty fast. Yeah. One of the two vehicles, which, again, apparently is selected at random. I thought it was always the guy who got your car painted one, but apparently I'm wrong, uh, <laughs> yeah. reaches the finish line slightly earlier, that bringing the race to an end. That wouldn't be much but, of a ride if it was just the same. <laughs> yeah. You just knew in advance who was going to win. 
well, yeah, but you don't know where you're going to end up. Yeah, but but think about like you see your car getting painted. Oh, we're going to win. I just feel like every time I've ever won, I've gotten painted a paint job. Mm, Nice. But whatever. The attraction concludes with a short drive through the Taillight Caverns. Taillight Caverns is a semi-dark cave full of glowing stalactites. Again, sound familiar? Mm-hmm. And stalagmites. <laughs> no, this is only stalactites. Uh, well, only, I only typed stalactites, so that's all there is. <laughs> oh, okay. Because apparently <laughs> oh. I left. I forgot out the. I forgot to type out stalagmites, and so they just don't exist anymore. Revisionist history. <laughs> uh, this is where McQueen and Mater congratulate both vehicles on a great race. And that, my friends, is the history of Cars Land. Oh, good job. I did not expect there to be any history. So <laughs> that was very impressive. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Carland. Carland. I really hope that that's just a, 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 was a placeholder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, all I think every time Bev said it was like, was like a, reading a Ute or a Yelp for Disneyland, mm-hmm. and like, well, I went to Carland, and they had—I don't know—and I only well, got I, four car. Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> like, they allowed me to eat four car, and I don't like it. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, you know what's not terrible though, Taryn? Moon Boots IPA, which is the latest Twenty First Amendment beer. A West Coast IPA brewed with strawberries and hopped with Azaka, Citra Cryo, and Mosaic hops. Which uh, every non-beer fan's like, why? Why are those words? Uh, Moon Boots IPA was designed and created by an all-woman team at Twenty First Amendment Brewery, and in partnership with the Pink Boots Society, which advocates for the advancement of women in the beverage industry. The label for Moon Boots IPA features the beer's creators envisioned as otherworldly beings and was commissioned by renowned Los Angeles-based animation artist Robin Eisenberg. Moon Boots IPA is a very limited release and available across the country at your favorite local good beer shop where 21st Amendment beer is sold. So check out Moon Boots IPA. Cool. Sounds Uh, good. I haven't had it yet. It does sound really good. The can art's rad. Cans look great. Um, all right, let's do a little bit of Disney news, please. March in the past, present, and future with all the news that's fit to cover. It's the Ears Up Disney News. All right, Eric, let's bring it back to you, brother, because I was going to uh, talk a little bit about what rides are open and all that kind of stuff, but uh, you know all that. So uh, why don't you jump back in here and uh, let's talk about what we can actually do in Disneyland. Sure. Thanks, man. I know all of that. Thank you. Um, as we mentioned at the at the top, it's it, there was a lot of discussion around what is actually going to be open, and it seems like it, really it's it's most most things. Uh, hmm. You know, Terrence pointed out, uh, you know, Grizzly uh, Grizzly River Run is is closed. It, that seems to be a kind of a constant seasonal sort of thing, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, like it's. Most of the rides seem to be to be open. Um, All right, that's Eric. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> now, now dining is a little bit inter- is a little interesting because they have a lot more changes there than um, than they do with the rides. Okay, that kind of uh, makes sense, instance. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Carthay um, can't eat indoors. Mm-hmm. It's it's El Fresco dining Ooh, at okay. Carthay right now. Love it. Um, let's see, there's some weird 
things that don't have anything to do with being indoors, like Clarabelle's Ice Cream Shop and the Corn Dog Castle, those are closed. The Starbucks in DCA, the Fiddler, Pfeiffer, and Practical Cafe is closed. Uh, Wine Country Trattoria is closed. And I know this is probably the most devastating. This is the reason I'm not going Okay. Day. Right. It's because Schmoozies is closed. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be honest with you? I've heard of maybe two thirds of these. I've never heard of I don't Schmoozies. Know what Schmoozies is. Yeah, I don't know what that is. It's a smoothie pl- place. Yeah, it's the smoothie place down uh, Hollywood Boulevard or whatever. Right? There's a smoothie place down I Hollywood. Really didn't know that existed. Wow. Yeah, it's like right it's at the, the Air Palace or whatever it's called. Th- that's <laughs> still open. Uh, yes, Award Wieners is Award Wieners, open. baby. I would award wiener. Sorry, there's a hot dog palace. Best here. wiener in a supporting I role. Just, I just combined my universes. Mm. I'm surprised that the smoothie place wouldn't be open. That seems like a very, very easy, like grab and go kind of deal. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that they're currently listed as temporarily unavailable. That could be mm. just right now during the, uh, the, the touch of touch of Disney. What touch yeah, of Disney? Touch yep. of Disney that's yep. going on. Yep. Uh, maybe they'll be open in time for Taste? the Taste. Taste. No, it's touch. Disney. It's touch of Disney. Touch of Disney is different. Yeah. But but no, it, it is the touch. It's a touch. It's the touch it of is Disney. Touch. Yeah. Trust me, I made really amazing <laughs> jokes about it. Yeah, we were talking about how it should be the taste of Disney, yeah. but it's not. Yeah. You you, you kind of want it to be, but. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, th- there's a lot that is going to be open. Blue Bio is is open. That's indoors. Um, any of the places that uh, that take reservations will start taking reservations on April 22nd, and after that, you can book 60 days out from uh, from your visit if you're getting in. Okay. Nice. All right, I love it. Well, there you go. So there's going to be yeah. stuff to do. There's going to be stuff to do. And speaking of the Blue Bayou, apparently now finally we will be able to drink. Inside of the Blue Bayou restaurant in Disneyland. On a post uh, on Disney Parks blog, the company confirmed that beverages such as wine, beer, and a specialty hurricane cocktail, which sounds like a terrible idea, because that's all just booze, uh, will soon be available at the restaurant. They'll also be offering a sparkling wine package and some other fun sips. (laughs) Bites, eats, sips... uh, I'm very excited about this because I really like the Blue Bayou. Yeah. But that's the only thing missing. Mm. It's like I want to sit there on the bayou with a glass of wine. Down on the bayou. Or a um, beer. And you can take a uh, sip of the mint julep, seasonal take on the mint julep, which will be non-alcoholic. So who cares? <laughs> However, Disney did note that the Blue Bayou will open after the California theme parks reopen later this month. And an exact date on the restaurant reopening has yet to be announced. They have so, to wait for their liquor license to clear. Yeah, probably, dude. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Figure out what's going on with that, you know. That's uh but that's cool, man. I think that's neat. I don't really I guess I cared at once before, but I feel like if you're going to serve liquor in Disneyland, you know, it should be at a at a I mean, obviously it's in it's in um Star Wars land, but uh, you know, in Disneyland proper. I think the Blue Bay is a kind of a cool place for it. But how how many years are we until we get a beer truck somewhere on the hub? That's my question. I wonder how long it's going to be until you can see people walking around Disneyland with alcohol. Right. Probably. You still can't do that at the Magic Kingdom in in Orlando. It's still just in specific restaurants, right? It, there, mm. they've been doing that for the last few years. Or in uh, Epcot, I guess, right? 
Epcot, you can walk around. Yeah. There's plenty of walking around with booze. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I was like, God, when I went, did I break the law? The Disney law? No one caught me? So anyway, you got that to look forward to. Drinking on the bayou. Throwing your empty beer bottle at the passersby, dude. mint julep wasn't non-alcoholic. That's the only drink that I've heard that I'm actually, I would be excited to have. Mm. Yeah, I I'm not trying to get julep. a hurricane, man. <laughs> I mean, those are just straight booze, man. I had a hurricane in New Orleans, and it was fine it yeah. wasn't it wasn't just full of booze like it was mm. mostly juice no they did it wrong then. i got it from the yes. dueling piano play like the fancy hurricane the the, yeah. the famous hurricane place and it was just whatever they saw you coming dude a mile away uh what else is new in disneyland is there's a new snack and it's a fried pickle with a hot dog in the middle nay nay <laughs> and the best part is it's served with peanut butter what is this? I don't know, man. What is this? Is this like a thing that people do? It's called a pickle dog. And it's part corn dog, part hot dog, part peanut butter, and it, everything is fried. Uh, yeah, I don't understand it. Um, I don't understand it. I've never heard of anything even similar to this. <laughs> yeah. Like the pickle and the hot dog, like I can almost get behind that. Like I can understand. Bro. On some I mean, level. Like relish, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I like pickles. I like hot dogs. Sure. Put your hands together. I mean, that's fine. But that's too Wait, much pickle. That's like, if it you, is a you lot. take a big pickle, hollow it out, shove a hot dog in it. That's too much pickle to hot dog ratio. But and there's no bun. But then it's, oh, what? Because it's, well, it's, it's just a corn dog. It's a corn dog. Oh, and it, but it's fried. Yeah, yes. it's fried. So that means your pickle is warm. Yep, warm pickles. And, yeah. And mushy. It's at the Blue Ribbon Corn Dogs in downtown Disney. And it's accessible to the public. It's a hot dog on a stick. And we already covered that. You've said it three times now. It's $13 for Jeez. this. Um, and you get a bag of chips with it. So in case you really like fried foods, the pickle kind of offsets your fried food intake. You can get some chips. Wait, so it's not actually... Oh, because the parks aren't open. Stupid. Yeah, right. I'm dumb. Uh, each is made to order. And apparently, um, you know... There's so you can order that. it rare, but like <laughs> somebody... Well, because they're not pre-made. Like apparently she's hollowing out a friggin' pickle and... Imagine that's your job, just coring <laughs> well, a pickle I mean, like, and shoving a hot dog sitting, through. Yeah. Like your mushy pickle dog. Yeah, just somebody, that's like, gross. where is the peanut butter coming from? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Why man. would yeah, you that's ever a, that's a fair question. dip I mean, this thing in peanut butter? Like, So look it up online, you guys. It's like the pickle to, here, the pickle to hot dog ratio is so off. <laughs> That's no, a lot of pickle. That's a lot of pickle. I mean, it's probably it's a whole cucumber. It's yeah, it's half, it's half pickle, half cu- half hot dog. See, that doesn't bother me because I really like pickles, so I'd be fine with that part of it. No, Gross. man, I imagine this is a nightmare to eat. But like, why peanut butter? I don't know, man. It's already like a weird, gross thing. Why are you? Putting like a turd on top of it. Yeah, I know. Well, and then I was I was reading this article where this lady's like, oh, and I had to get it, and then it leads you to this other page where it's like, okay, here's a real opinion on it, and then it's just her like diary. It's like her Tumblr account where it's like, <laughs> I took a bite, and I took another bite, and then I did just, just, just <laughs> I'm ten paragraphs and two ads in. Can you just tell me if you liked it or not? So I I don't know if she liked it. Okay, Ryan in the chat says that pickle and peanut butter sandwiches are a thing. Do a look. Anything's a thing, but it doesn't mean that it's good. 
No, but like, sliced hot dogs. But but a thing means that more than one person has done this before. Sniffing glue is a thing. You know, huffing Lysol is a thing. What? I don't know. Um, In other news, Disney shows off, quote, real Star Wars lightsaber in virtual Disney Parks presentation. This was hosted by Josh DeMauro, chairman of Disney Parks Experiences and Products, and attendees to the special look inside Disney Parks virtual event got to see something that appeared almost too good to be true. A real working lightsaber. No. (laughs) Could it cut your arm off? (laughs) It's not a real working lightsaber. So apparently, like, pictures weren't allowed at this event or whatever, so there's no actual, like, real footage of it. But he took a, DeMauro took a hilt that you can just buy, you know, in downtown Disney that you can put together. Not downtown Disney, but in Star Wars land. And he pushed a button and, like, the the, the light sword came out of the hilt and then turned on, apparently. And it was like, oh. and he goes, yes, it's real. It's not real. It's a, <laughs> it's just a thing that pops up out of the john. It's not real, but it looks cool, I guess, apparently. I don't know. Um, Disney previously filed a, a patent for a, quote, sword device with retractable internally illuminated blade back in 2017, and that's what this is. So you can look at the at the drawings, and it's like, you know, everything's just housed in the hilt, and then these gears okay. come up, and it just raises the thing. It's just whatever. Okay. Um, so we have no idea what it's going to do or be in the parks. Maybe it's part of like some interactive experience and, uh, maybe, maybe this is proof to me that, uh, the Disney parks are listening to us because we've talked about using lightsabers in like training battles and stuff like that and rides. So this is proof. This is what it is. You guys, we are driving your experiences. It's not these other sites. It's us, but nobody will give us credit. Yep. (laughs) I believe this, too. This is firmly what I... Um, Toy Story Hotels to open at the Tokyo Disney Resort in 2021. So if you're going to Tokyo Disney, you can stay at the Tokyo uh, Toy Story... What did I call it? Toy Story Hotel. I don't... I, I'm not that excited about that. There's something about staying at a Toy... Like, I want to go to a Toy Story land, but I don't think I want to stay in a Toy Story hotel. I feel like... I feel like two yeah. things. I don't think it'll live up to my expectation because every room should look like Andy's room. Yeah. But who wants to sleep in a little kid's room for five nights? <laughs> like, I, I just, I, I think that there's a disconnect there. Like, if I'm going to, I don't know. If I'm going to stay in a hotel, I want it to be nice, especially after yeah. walking around a park all day. I agree. It's going to be a moderate hotel. Okay. Which, I don't know. Either I want it cool or I want it hot. I don't need a moderate. Like I got, <laughs> I got that. Uh, there was a survey done uh, by a travel, whatever company, I guess, uh, saying that these are the most popular rides at Disney World, which is in Orlando, Florida. Number one, I think it's number one. Maybe it's reverse. Yeah, it's number one. Number one, um, Space Mountain. Really? With eleven percent of people saying. Um, that's what they would go on, which doesn't seem like a lot. But anyway, number two, Haunted Mansion with 10.4%. I, yes. You're right. Number three, Pirates of the Caribbean at 5.5%. So we just dropped suddenly. Then Big Thunder Mountain. Then Splash Mountain at Magic Kingdom. Uh, it's a Small World. Dumbo. Hmm. Avatar. So Dumbo, Dumbo beats Avatar. Beats Avatar and Expedition Everest. 
Yeah. Dang. Carousel of Progress. Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. That's it. Oh, well, so this is Magic Kingdom. So Expedition Everest is in Animal Kingdom. Oh, but so is one of them that you said. What's the Avatar business? Oh, Avatar, yeah. yeah. What's going on? These people don't know anything. No. Clearly. This is stupid. (laughs) Dummies. Terrible reporting. Yeah, for sure. Um, Here's something similar. There's another survey... (laughs) That for some reason this is like a thing now ranks the most popular rides at Walt Disney World across every state. So this is why oh, I'm including geez. it. So I'm not going to obviously read every one of them, but uh, you know I will talk about so, some of them. So people from California, this is their favorite ride. Okay, this is their favorite ride gotcha. according to the survey. Okay. So uh, let me click on this old Linkaroonie here for a second. Okay. Wow, that is hard to read. There we go. In Louisiana, people like Big Thunder Mountain. Okay. It's fine. Weird, right? Ohio. It's a small world. <laughs> How do they determine this? I don't know. I didn't read the article. I just saw the graphic. I went, ooh, colors. I'm going to look at this. Like, how many people did they interview from Idaho to find that out? Like, Well, Ohio. Oh. Yeah. So none. Duh. Maryland, Pirates of the Caribbean. Maine, Maine is Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, I don't know. Throw out your favorite state. I'll tell you what it is. Hawaii. Hawaii. Star Wars, Rise of the Resistance. Okay. <laughs> I would assume that would be everyone. Most people are Haunted Mansion, which is um, obvious. Uh, Colorado, Eric, you tell me this is correct. Small World. Yes, everyone in, in Colorado <laughs> loves Small yeah. World. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean to dox you, but, you know. <laughs> Alabama, Astro Orbiter. What? Not what I would have expected. Who even likes Astro Orbiter? Well, everyone in Alabama, apparently. New Jersey, Space Mountain. Get Jeremy on the phone. Uh, California, <laughs> Haunted Mansion. So hmm. that's right. Anyway, I don't know. I thought that was fun. Weird. Speaking of fun, there was a man who was arrested at Disney Springs, refused to the uh, temperature screening, and then refused to leave. Hmm. A Louisiana man did not feel the joy at the happiest place on earth during his visit to Disney World. Kelly Sills. Sills. Siles? Sills. Of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, refused to undergo a temperature screening at Disney Springs, according to deputies. Uh, arrest happened February 14th, but the video is recently released. Quote, they're asking you to leave. We're going to escort you out now. Sir, you're officially being trespassed, the deputy said. Um, and then he says, I spent $15,000 to come here. And the deputy says, start walking. <laughs> <laughs> He's an idiot. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. I thought that's very funny. He just kept he kept throwing out how much money he spent on the vacation. And he's like, you can't. I'm not trespassing. Like, why would they care? Right. Like, that's not going to change anything. Also, just get your friggin' temperature check, dude. Yeah. I right. mean, if you... Just it. You, you have a mask on. Then you know what's going on. Like, right. You know what's expected and required of you. Just well, he or and he had a mask on too. So it's not like he was just one of these people that goes, I just, this is my, I'm a sovereign citizen or whatever. Like, he just... <laughs> Yeah, mask on, totally fine. Waiting in line, totally fine. Social distancing, great. Temperature checks, that's going to cost me $15,000 plus an arrest. Yeah, why draw the line? And now you don't get to go to Disney World anymore or anything. Right, right. People are so weird. <clears throat> Speaking of weird, renovations have reportedly begun on the classic Jungle Cruise ride at Disney World. Oh, it was yeah. reported on Monday that the Trader Sam character had been removed from the boat ride in Magic Kingdom. The character, a salesman of shrunken heads who stands shirtless with an umbrella at the end of the ride, has long been criticized by Disney fans as a negative representation of native people. Native people. I've never heard this. 
I've never heard that Trader Sam is a negative representation of Native people. I don't but understand. Clearly, it's been long, long criticized. Yeah, right. Right. By, right there. By Disney fans. Right. Um, I just don't understand... I don't know. That to me, I don't. I don't necessarily get. I mean, maybe the, like the other natives and stuff. Okay, maybe. But he's a native guy selling heads. I don't know. I mean, I just don't. But again, if you're offended by it, then uh, then I'm probably wrong. I'm shocked that they took him out before they took the hanging skeleton out of the haunted mansion. Like to me, that is far more offensive. Mm, yeah. And triggering. In, in, in triggering in a general sense. Like, it, it's just... Yes, yeah, I never got that either. So, I mean, I don't know. What do I know? I mean, not to me, but I think that a general consensus would think that that is, is worse than yeah. a guy selling heads. <laughs> um, apparently, the attraction is going to remain open while they update scenes in a phased approach, they sang, over the next several months. Which is weird to me. You know, like you're gonna renovate the ride, just do it. You're just you're, eh, yeah. Weird, weird stuff, man. But uh, R.I.P. Trader Sam's. Now I want to know what's gonna happen for Trader Sam's. They they have to be retheming that, or how are they gonna bring Trader Sam back? They don't. It doesn't matter. No, but I don't. I don't even connect the two. I mean, it's the name. It's the guy's yeah, name. except for the name. I didn't yeah. know that that was the name of the guy in the ride until like oh. like a couple of years ago. Mm. All right, well, so there is- you go. Is he only in the Walt Disney World? No, he's in both, but they've both. they've taken him out of Disney World. But he hasn't been removed from ours. We, we don't, don't know. We yet. don't know. Yeah. No one's there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Well, that's a good point. Duh. Okay. All right. Well, that's all I got. There it is. There it is. Bev, thanks. You did a great job. It was good. Yeah. You're welcome. Eric, thanks for joining us, man. Giving Anytime. us the lowdown, you know. And then Terrence. I know. Terrence is back. Back, baby. <laughs> and at 4% on my computer. All right. Oh well, boy. this is perfect timing. Um, all right, everybody, before we leave, fact of the show. Yeah. Got one here. Uh, Bob, Bob Jones had made models for Disney animators to sketch, uh, to sketch by for years and for movies such as Snow White and Pinocchio. When Walt approached Jones with his plan to build a small two-acre family park at the edge of the Disney Studio lot, which obviously became Disneyland later, uh, Jones and his brother got to work, eventually giving Walt the plans that he had asked for, including a radical idea of having figures in this park move on their own and even have their movements synced to sound. Walt was skeptical until Jones reminded him of all the fancy models he had built using wires to move the parts so the animators could, pro- could properly sketch motion in these, uh, in these objects. This was at about 1938 or 1939. So raise a glass to Bob Jones, the godfather of audio animatronics. It was nice. not Walt's idea. It was Bob Jones. <laughs> anyway, we're out of here, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Um, game night for Supreme Resorts coming up on Saturday. You find the details on their Facebook page or something. I don't know what's going on. Uh, next week, we're doing uh, In-Depth. That'll be fun on Tuesday with me and Jeremy talking about maybe just all the same stuff we just talked about now. I have no idea. <laughs> Anyway, uh, take care of each other, stay safe, and don't forget to ask for the 21st Amendment beers wherever you find good craft beer. Like, um, I don't know. Like wherever. (laughs) Bye.